0: Hello everyone and welcome to another race recap analysis here on the Cycling Dane extra channel or if you're listening on the Cycling Dane podcast. And it is the Tour de France, the biggest race in the world and stage two part of the Grand Depart in the Basque Country. As always, I'm joined by Mr. Gregor himself, Ewan Wilson. And I mean, Ewan, before we get into the stage, do you remember the 25th of
1: July, 2008? I remember it like it was yesterday. That is the last stage won by a coffee D's rider, Mr. Sylvain Chavanel, who doesn't even ride anymore. The man who competed in almost too many tours to France. Well, that drama's been broken today, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, without further ado, Jörn, what happened on the stage today? Well, stage two took the riders from Vittoria Gastage to San Sebastian on a 200km long parkour. The initial breakaway consisted of three riders, Edvald Bosenhagen, Nielsen Paulus, the PokéDot jersey, as well as as well as well Remy Cavagna of Sudal Quickstep. Paulus swept up most of the points today in the breakaway, consolidating his PokéDot jersey for another day. Behind in the peloton, they were chasing on and caught him on the decisive Jay Cabell climb, A kilometer long test within the final 25 kilometers. Over that top of the climb UAE really set the pace high to bring Pogacar towards the top of the climb and sprint for the bonus seconds, which he did. Pogacar, Jonas Viengo and Simon Yates have swept up those points and they came across the top of the climb together. Pogacar wanted to continue the acceleration and place pressure on the other riders but eventually Jonas said, no, I've got a teammate behind in Wild Van Aert," and they came back together in a bigger group of favorites, Wild Van Aert had a number of teammates there he was the number one dog to beat really as the best sprinter in that group we also had Alberto Bettiol, Pogaccia Skelmosa, other decent sprinters as well but Wauw-Vernard was the top dog on that descent we saw Peo Bilbao try to get away and slip ahead of the peloton he was brought back in Skelmosa tried to attack Pidcock tried to attack and then under one kilometre to go Victor Lafay the list rider from Lyon escaped away from the peloton had a small gap all the way to the end drilling it all the way to the line to get Corfidus' first win since 2008, that is, 15 years? Breaking this long drought that they've had and we've been talking about for for ages. Apparently there is a bottle of champagne in their team car since 2008 waiting to be popped. Today it looks like that's finally going to be wheeled out uh, and had over a nice dinner in San Sebastian, the culinary capital of Spain. Nevertheless... This means that the yellow jersey remains on the shoulders of Adam Yates, ahead of Tadej Pogacar, who's now moved up into second place overall at six seconds as is Adam Yates' twin brother, Simon Yates. Victor Lafay moves into fourth place, and while who finished second place today, winning the sprint behind in a group of favourites, moves up in the GC rankings as well. In total, Vingo is now 11 seconds behind Pogacar after these opening two stages, but those two have emerged as the strongest and most convincing two candidates to win this Tour de France still.
0: Oh, mind-blown. (laughs) <laughs> but uh i mean you and we might as well we'll get to Pagacha and uh a goal, but victor lafay huge victory so many years they've tried and failed and tried and failed and here they finally have it after such a long wait 15 years well just less than 15 years
1: to the date but agonizing but yeah where does victor lafay go after this as well well he's a bit of a big time rider stage winner the Giro. Different scenario this year, the Tour de France. I mean, the signs were there yesterday. He looked brilliant at the Côte de Piquet, The only rider able to match Pogacar and Vingolo. He didn't do anything today. He didn't really sort of humour the GC attacks. Just sort of followed on, and then attacked when he needed to in the final kilometer. Couldn't bet on his sprint, but it was very impressive. And what is next? Potentially, he could be the sort of breakout breakaway star of this year's race. Uh, There's a stage ending in Beaujolais, not too far away from his home city of Lyon, coming up, I believe, stage 12, ends in Belleville-en-Beaujolais. That could be a stage for for Lafayette to try to go for some success as well. He now wears the green jersey at the Tour de France. I don't suggest he's going to win that one, but it'll be highly motivating for him and the team uh, to be in this position. I mean, it is fantastic. It is fantastic indeed. And it's great to see France get a stage win so early on. Because last year, they had to wait until stage 19 to get it, um, courtesy of Laporte and Caol. So getting the ball rolling this early on, and for is finally to get this win. We can stop sort of bullying them and poking them with a stick, saying, do something, do something. They've actually got a stage win at the Tour de France.
0: Let's go. I mean, if we wanted to be a bit funny about it, we're not in France yet. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're not gonna go there. Not, that's that's very mean. On on, uh, I don't
1: make up the rules. I don't make yeah,
0: the rules. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, well done to confidence. But uh, yeah, you and anyway, the team that bullishly wanted to try and take this stage, and it was, it was very evident what their plan was. We had Taregatch and uh, Jonas Bengo up the road, as you said, and uh, yeah, Jonas not wanting to work because what was behind. But, yeah, Bill Bilbao going off the front, they all, like, Watt was trying. He was working so hard to close gaps on his own when when his GC team couldn't close the gap. And uh, Jombo Visma, surprised by this. It, Victor Lefei's attack was brilliant. But, yeah, Watt would not? he'll be very frustrated about this, no doubt.
1: Yeah, I mean, over the top of the climb, you would say, what if Jonas went with Pogacar and try to get that double act all the way to the end? Yes, there was a lot of flatland, but it would have been chaotic behind if Yumbo and UAE decided not to work for it. It would have been an interesting dynamic. Jonas would have gained time in GC over everybody else. It probably would have still been a four-second loss in the end anyway, which is what it ended up being because Pogacar finished in third place. The thing is, they had Benoit, they had Kelderman, they had Van Aert, they had Jonas, and this sort of four man, well, three-man lead-out for Van Aert just didn't work in the end. Kelderman couldn't quite pull off the lead out and Van Art missed the mark he didn't even win the sprint behind convincingly so this seems to be something that happens time and time again without Van Aert it's sort of missing the mark when it when he really should be going for it and hey, it's got the strong strong team support and the Umbudsman maybe for the second day in a row just being sort of shown up Uh, towards the line even though they have team sort of numbers and the mathematical advantage yesterday they were trying to chase on to the Yates brothers and they couldn't quite make it despite the fact they had uh, support behind to do so today they were trying to chase on Victor Lafay and it didn't quite work even just setting the pace high so Lafay wouldn't even attack didn't work so yeah I mean they have to go back and think how we're going to win other other stages of this race to some extent, it feels like their racing has become a little bit too predictable. And this year's Tour de France, after what they did last year, they caught people off guard a little bit. But this year, it seems like people are more fluid and volatile with their tactics.
0: I mean, you and one of the big gamers on the day is Tadej Pogacar. He's been racing really well and already on two stages, and he's sitting comfortably six seconds away from the yellow jersey. Yeah, mission complete so far.
1: Yes, but they have to wear they have to control the race now for the next two days. So we have the stage tomorrow to Bayonne. It's a sprint stage. Watch the preview here on the channel. Then the day after it's gonna be another sprint stage to Nogaro. The yellow jersey will then be worn into La Rans on stage five, which is the first Pyrenean stage, a real day that Pogacar could win. So I mean, they now have to control the race for a couple of days, but maybe because the sprinters are coming into it, the likes of Sudal and de Kernick and Astana Kazakhstan will try to control things. New AE can have a bit of an off day and relax. But for them, it's looking very good right now. Two podium finishes so far. First and second place in GC. I mean, what what else are we wanting? A stage win, they've got that as well. Yeah, it's
0: very true. I mean, uh we might as well talk about some of the losers on the day in terms of the bigger picture ben o'connor losing time tibo pino as well valentin madouas all of these guys well wanting wanting a top 10 maybe not pino i don't we don't know what pino wants but how did you feel about that as well it was not great
1: to be honest well pino was fourth on stage 1 so that was a bit of a surprise to be honest uh given that he looked really good and then lost a lot of time Lodzenko losing more time as well. Danny Martinez, who knows what he's bringing to this Tour de France. He's completely out of the equation. Um, for Inyoso, Egan Bernal didn't lose time. That's really good to see from him. Rodriguez as well up there towards the front. Ben O'Connor has just been looking wobbly. He was caught up in a crash as well on this stage. Maybe that affected his uh, physical abilities as well. But I don't know. I'm I'm sort of losing steam on the Ben O'Connor hype train at this year's Tour de France. It's been two disappointing days so far. When some people missed out yesterday, they re-earned their plays today, like Julie Tricorno looked really good today, but lost time on the first stage. David Goudou, similarly, well, not David Goudou, Roman Baldé and Edgar Bernal even. So, yeah, I mean, lots of guys will be just be frustrated and looking to sort of map out how they claim back this Tour de France, maybe trying to get into the breakaway on that stage to La Reims on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, that would be a very interesting stage. But before we finish, uh, just like yesterday, we should have a comment here from Roman Bardet. How was your day? Oh, it was a really good day. The guys did a uh, super good job to bring me in a safe place uh, in the front in the last time. And then, uh, you know, uh, we had a good feeling uh, strategy and I felt uh, cooling or so. And I felt good on the climb, so it was... Uh, good day, so now we're already into the But, anyways, that's it for this video. Make sure to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and comment down below. And uh, don't be too sore about the Yombo Visma comments this time. And uh, of course, as always, we'll be available on the live stream tomorrow as well. So, why not come and join us for that? So, with that, thank you very much for watching, and we will see you around.